superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Now, let's land here for a minute. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What was it called? The Rich Eisen Show. Boy! (laughs) Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Who the hell is Ken Francis? (laughs) (laughs) Lamar said, stop lying. That man never tried to negotiate for me crying laughing emojis. The Rich Eisen Show. Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick. Eagles quarterback James Bradbury. Still to come, Florida Atlantic head coach Dusty May. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. And if you missed any of the first two hours when we talked with Lewis Riddick about the latest in the Lamar Jackson saga, which you can now call it in Baltimore, him tweeting out today that he asked for a trade from the team on the second day of this month. And here we are uh, in the final week of March. We talked with Lewis Riddick about Lamar Jackson and also chatted with James Bradbury of the Philadelphia Eagles, not just about the Super Bowl that ended with a holding penalty on him that we all remember we're wondering if that flag should have been thrown in perfect timing for him to appear on this program the day after Creighton in San Diego State an elite eight game ends with a foul being called with 1.2 seconds left so I was surprised they put that much time back on the clock well I mean they must have used a, a stopwatch to figure that out because they used a stopwatch to figure out the game it ended and I don't understand how officiating should stay the same throughout an entire game yeah. but for the last 1.2 seconds we'll bust out a hand timer to supersede the clock on a wall at any rate San Diego State is through and their next opponent is Florida Atlantic University it's Miami coming back from a huge Second half deficit to Texas, which was the highest remaining seed at second overall. They cut down the nets for the first time in school history to make the final four in the Midwest. And then in Las Vegas, Nevada, UConn advances. Two five seeds taking on respectively a four and nine seed. It is unprecedented. We have not seen a one seed uh, eliminated by the Elite Eight ever. They started seeding in 1979. It's the first time since 79 there's no one seeds in the Elite Eight. First time since 1979 that no seed better than four is in the final four. It's only the fifth time since 1979 a team makes the final four, beating a one, two, and four seed in the process, and that's what Miami's done. And, of course, Florida Atlantic comes into this tournament with zero all-time NCAA tournament wins. They now have four in a row. The ninth seed team, Florida Atlantic, can take on the University of Miami in an A1A national championship game. But, of course, that would mean UConn, which 
I think, has been playing maybe the best the out of out. all of them. Yeah, for sure. Can you say that? For sure. Right? For sure. And then there's San Diego State, which plays some top-notch defense. So that's the final four all set. And Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic University, who was a student manager once upon a time back at Indiana in 96 to 2000, he was there for Bob Knight's final season there. He's just a, uh, a fifth-year coach, first nine seed to make the final four since Wichita State in 2013. He'll join us in about 16 minutes' time. Ben in Mississippi's been hanging on for two hours plus. Always great to chat with our friend from Mississippi. What's up, Ben? Richie, Rich and crew. How are things? How you been? What's up? What's going on? So, some of my best and worst ideas come at night, and we're going to determine (laughs) what column this goes in. All right. All right. So, I was thinking about the red-headed stepchild, which is the New York Jets, right? Oh, boy. (laughs) And something I have not heard yet, and if you talked about it, Forgive me, humor me, as you will. We know that, particularly sports, deadlines is a deadline-driven business. So let me let me throw this out there to you. If you're the New York Jets right now, of course, you don't have to do anything regarding Ross. You don't have to make any sudden moves. You don't have to make any real right. big demands. But at what point, if you're the New York Jets, do you just tell the Packers, you know what, fine, keep them. You keep them. Let them be your problem. Let yeah. them be your issue. Yeah. And here's where I'm going with this. Yeah. For the most part, we think the clock is, is already expired on Zach Wilson, at least for the Jets as the starting quarterback. What's stopping the New York Jets from, I don't know, packaging a couple of picks and just deciding to move up in this? Oh, gosh. No, no, no. Ben, uh, I don't know what time of night. No, 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 no. I got to stop. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. <laughs> I don't know what time of night you thought about this. Let's place this in a terrible idea column, an absolutely terrible okay. idea column, because at what point do they tell the Green Bay Packers that they're out on Rodgers? Training camp. That's their deadline. If I don't get Aaron Rodgers on the first day of training camp, we are out, and we're going to go with our plan, and it's Zach Wilson. That's it. And what they should do is sign some veteran that's still on the street, for, for and thanks for the call, Ben. They should sign some veteran that's still on the street and go with Zach Wilson and tell the fan base we tried. And tell the Packers, we're out. See ya. I don't think it's going to get that far because guess what? Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. It's going to happen. We just don't know the when. And so that was the conundrum for Robert Sala as he sat down in the chair. At least he was better. He His situation's better than John Harbaugh's because one, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers tweet out, I'm out. <laughs> Going to the Jets, my intentions have changed the minute he sat down in the chair in the same way Lamar Jackson hit send in a tweet saying, oh, by the way, I've been asking for a trade from the Ravens for three weeks by now, as John Harbaugh hit the chair today. And there's also Salah's out, which is like, I can't talk about somebody who's on another team. And he knows what I know. And the rest of planet Earth, anybody who strolls the planet who's interested in this subject matter, who practices what we call in the world of science photosynthesis, photosynthesis, tough to say, but I'll say it, where you breathe in the oxygen that trees and plants emit and you exhale carbon dioxide that plants and trees take in. And that's how we have the cycle of life. 
All of us who know that, any human being knows the Packers are not going to have Rodgers on their team to start the season. Here's Robert Sala today when asked about this situation. To be honest, I got nothing on that one, guys. Let's see, uh, uh, obviously, he's still with another team, so I'm just not going to talk about it. Robert, did, did you think you had had your quarterback thing resolved at this point? Uh, you'd, you'd always like to. Yeah. Um, takes two to tango, so it's just a, uh, it's a process. We respect the process, and uh, whenever it gets done, it'll get done. There's great rapport with the coordinator. There's really no... There's no urgency, you know. The quarterback is good. if he if he understands the system. If the quarterback knows it, for the you know, it's just a matter of just refining skills and doing all that stuff. But uh, you know, so there's no there's no hurry on our end. No, there's not. No hurry on our end. Robert Sala, you know what he's got the look of? He's got the look of a man who knows. <laughs> he ain't got no worries. <laughs> he's got the beard going. Not oh yeah. He knows. He knows the guy's coming. He looked him in the eye, crossed the table at Lucky's Restaurant, Malibu, and said, would you pass those rolls? I'd probably not that. Would you, pass, pawn, no, would, you, would, you, would you pass the asparagus? Some cocktail? Pardon me. Do you have any grape would you, would you mind? Would you mind passing for me? <laughs> I see what you did. This fall, check this box. He's checked the box. <laughs> What's in the box? He's sitting there. As Breer looks Breer. and lurks behind his shoulder. <laughs> Albert, what are you doing? What are you looking at, Albert? <laughs> what has he got? The Michigan game plan for this fall? You're trying to check it out? <laughs> lurking over Salah's shoulder in the same way the Michigan football program lurks over his? <laughs> he is lurking. Yeah, he's, he's lurking. Coffee in his hand? Like, what Breer's a lurker. What's he looking at? See if it's Rogers texts in. <laughs> I didn't even talk about that. talk about how great the program is and how so you know what we've come far enough that Rogers says yes. I felt the same way when uh, Brian Gumble said yes to work in Thursday Night Football on NFL Network. He would never have come to do that job if the network hadn't already laid the groundwork of being a real network. We were very proud of that. Same way the Jets have laid the groundwork. Of course Aaron Rodgers is going to say, that's a great off-ramp to my Packers conundrum. I'll go there. He's coming. And I understand he's still not the quarterback of the New York Jets yet, and we have a great graphic for that sort of thing. Sorry, folks. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Still not on the Jets. Aaron Rodgers still not on the Jets. Wally World. Sorry, folks. Yes, that's the the, uh, family vacation, John Candy. We may have to... We may have to get to the... All kinds of... Con- no, we may have to get to the Blues Brothers, John Candy. Three orange whips. <laughs> you know what they are? Lazard, <laughs> Wilson, and Odell. That will be the three orange whips. Oh, getting ahead of three you. green whips. Oh, getting a, you know, I'm feeling it. Sala looks like the guy who knows Rodgers is coming. It'll get done when it gets done. But we have... You know what? We have no rush. What's the rush? What's the rush? What's the rush? Because great, you know what, Green Bay, you want to hold us up? You want to hold Rodgers up? We'll just use those picks this year. And then we'll give you the picks when you ask for them, when you need us to take Rodgers off your hands. Leverage my ass. Oh, baby. <laughs> Gotta love it. And then there's your coach. 
This guy. Belichick had a press conference today. Yeah, he was sitting there talking. Huh? He was talking. What do you mean he was sitting there talking? He was sitting there. Guys were asking him questions. Not much answers. Ladies, ladies were asking questions. Not many answers. Men and women asking questions. Coach answering. I don't even know what the setup is. Is there a setup for this? Oh, quarterbacks. Your quarterback? You got Mac? And I cannot wait, as I said, week six this year when Bailey Zappi gets the red jacket going into the Patriots Hall of Fame. They were already chanting his name last year. Zappi. Zappi. They were chanting for him. Zach Jones was hurt. He was injured. And he also had coaches who weren't doing him well, right? And you know, you got Bill O'Brien. Terrible coaches. This is what I meant when I said, "Welcome to the rest of us." When Brady left, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was asked about, I think Lamar also today. Yeah, he was. Oh, he baby, was, yeah, this is we haven't had one of these in a long time. Yeah. Time for the Bill Belichick press conference moment. Today's Bill Belichick. <laughs> conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. <laughs> be fair to say that both Mac and Bailey Zappi will be competing for the starting job over the summer, or is it Mac's job? Yeah, well, everybody got a, ch- got a chance to play. We'll play the best players. So it's still kind of a competition. Everybody will get a chance to play. Bill, do you envision a scenario where the Patriots would pursue Lamar Jackson, who's been assigned the franchise tag, but the non-exclusive tag by the Ravens? Yeah, Mike, I'm not going to talk about players on any other team. It's a free agent, so I didn't know if that was... <laughs> hey, thank you, Mike Reese. Continuing to do the Lord's work. For New that England sounds kind of crazy. So now this just, you know, this gives fuel to the fire. If it's not Mac's job, he wouldn't name him the starter. That there's a competition. Hey, man. He was asked about Bill O'Brien, too. Like, what, you know, why'd you bring in Bill O'Brien? Like, I thought it was the best for the team. Of course it was best for the team. Hey, let me tell you something. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Once upon a time. There was a set starter in New England. His name was Drew Bledsoe. And once upon a time, hundred million, hundred million dollars. They player. paid him a lot of money. A lot of money. Took him to a Super Bowl. Sure did. And once upon a time, he got hurt. And in came a life-changing talent. Maybe it's Bailey Zappi. Stop it. Or maybe it is. <laughs> if we could smash, smash cut to the two thousand. Annual meeting and Belichick sitting there and he's asked about Bledsoe and he's asked about his new quarterback who he drafted the year before. In the sixth round? Yeah. Maybe, you know, and you roll your eyes. Maybe he's seeing something zappy. You don't, Chris. Maybe Mike, maybe your new coordinator, Bill O'Brien, will unlock the zappiness. Have your fun. I'm not having my fun. I'm pointing out to you that you never know. You've been you've been water skiing behind the you never know yacht. You've been water skiing behind that yacht. You don't know. <laughs> oh. Welcome to the rest of us. Welcome to the party, pal. 
No, because I'll, okay. I'll always have a gold seat no. at the party. Okay. What's that? What's the gold seat? Because I got six. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have five, and guess what? So, they don't care anymore. You, you had a couple years go by without winning. Well, I got one, one coming. In what? Huh? In what? <laughs> <laughs> I got one coming. In what? In, the, in my next guest, Dusty May, Florida hey, Atlantic hey, head coach. Dusty May what? So you're talking about you never know. <laughs> FAU could be the Bailey Zappy of men's basketball. What does that even mean? <laughs> you never know. Three I, words. I, 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 I tried to bring that up with Mike White, and you didn't like that. I know. I did bring that. You did bring it up to me. Yeah, and then you like you got angry at me. like Because I didn't think it was coming from a good place in the same way what I'm saying right now clearly is. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and be on time for Dusty May, Florida Atlantic head coach, getting set to take on San Diego State for the right to play for the national championship. The Wills. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, <laughs> Terrestrial Radio Network, alongside our Roku channel live stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Last time we saw a nine seed reach the final four, Wichita State in 2013. Only three nine seeds have ever reached the final four since seeding began in 1979. And they are one of those three. And the first conference USC team, USA team to reach the Final Four since Memphis in 2008. I'm talking about Florida Atlantic and the head coach of the Owls joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, fresh off of making the Final Four, Dusty May. 
Good to speak with you, Coach. Congrats on the run you're on. It's great to be on, Rich. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for joining. What's going through your mind right now? <laughs> well, logistically, we just have a lot going on, so we're we're sorting through the media and, and all. The, it's uncharted waters for us. So just trying to to figure out logistically what to do next, and then. Uh, turn our page back to san diego state well i appreciate you uh throwing us into the media hopper as well well uh, uh, you, you guys are at the top of the list i i appreciate you saying that um so uh, what what else forget about logistics and all that business but for you personally what's going through your your brain right now well, coach the way i'm wired it, it, it is it's always on to the next the the security or whatever i'm always thinking of the future i'm rarely i'm always in the moment but but i'm never thinking about the moment so as long as we have another game i can't think about or really dwell on what we've done now when we landed yesterday late evening i, I looked at my wife and said are we really playing in the final four of Houston <laughs> on saturday so about once a day i'll throw that out to, to staff member have we really won 15 straight games is this right and then we laugh, and then we move on to the you know, plan of practice or going to, to weight room or whatever the case. So it's just the way that, that it seems like we're all kind of wired like that, where you don't see a lot of celebrating uh, amongst ourselves. We, we expect uh, to do great things, and we have high standards. So I think that those things have all contributed to us kind of staying even keel. But I also know, you know, I've been around coaches for a long time, Dusty, and I, and I also just know coaches who are, who are married. Uh, it's a partnership. And it's a long journey that you, you know, if you have uh, a spouse, a partner go along with you, that this is just as big for the spouse and partner as well. I don't, we've just met, I don't know how long you've been with your wife, but she must be, this must be mind blowing for her as well. Coach. Well, Rich, not not to get off track, but she was my girlfriend in fourth grade. We dated off and on all through junior high, through high school. And so, yeah, we've been, we've been best friends since elementary school. And I moved her all over the country, uprooted our family time and time again to chase this dream. So it, it's, it's kind of like watching your players cut down the net because you know what all they put into it. Yep. I'm not excited. I'm just elated to see them going through this together. And that was the best part of it for me personally was just seeing my wife and three sons just embracing this moment because they're the ones that have had to endure the hardest parts. Well, for me, this is not off track. This is completely on track. How old are your children? How old are the 21, kids? 21, 19, and 17. Dude. Ooh. Okay, so you've been in this fight for a while. <laughs> yes. We, you've we, been we, in this. I, I was living in L.A. working at USC under Henry Bibby when my wife got, uh, wife got pregnant, and then they uh-huh. multiplied. So, yeah, we were, we were young parents trying to figure it out, and I think my oldest son was, was seven when he'd lived in six states. So wow. the life of a coach. It is the life of a coach. Why, why did you, why did, you know, why'd you get on this path to begin with? Coach. I always wanted to be a high school basketball coach. I played Division Two one year and ran cross country and, and decided I wanted to, to be a coach. So I went and, and, and volunteered as a student manager at IU under Bobby Knight because I, I thought I would be able to get a varsity coaching position in the state of Indiana out of college. That was my goal. That's what I was chasing. And uh, after I was, I was there a year or two, one of the assistant coaches asked me, Do you, are you going to coach? And I said, yes. And he said, college or high school? And I said, huh? I can coach college? Me? I have no connections to the game. Uh, nothing but but a strong work ethic and a, and a love of the game. And he said, yeah. And so he rattled off what some of the other guys were doing at that time, what Lawrence Frank was doing, guys like that. Mm-hmm. So I immediately changed my major from education to history and went from uh, shadowing teachers to skipping class and, and, and taking the assistant coaches on recruiting trips, coaching AU in the summer, and, and chasing this dream. What a, what, a, what a story, Dusty May. Um, I'm assuming, did 
Bob Knight didn't interview you personally for the student manager job, right? Somebody else did, did that. But I, I had a personal connection with the team doctor, Dr. Larry Rink, who's also one of Coach Knight's best friends. So I had an in, and Dr. Rink was, was telling me that I would have a position. And so th- th- it was known that if, as long as I interviewed well with, with the group, with Tim Garl, who's his trainer, who did right. everything for him, then, then I would be fine. So it, I was confident that I was going to have a spot. Not to go all Caddyshack on you here, but is it a true story? You mowed the lawn of that doctor? Is that the true well, story, he, Coach? His old friend from the, Na- from the Navy, they served together in the Navy. Yeah. That's who I worked for, and I did all of his lands. His name's Dave Rutherford, and he's actually just <laughs> relocated to Boca and follows our team religiously. But... I cut his grass. I took care of his pool. I I did his landscaping. I did his, everything you could imagine that he needed done. I did it. And then Dr. Rink at times would need extra work done around his house. So they would say, hey, Dusty does great work. So Dr. Rink would, would hire me for this or that. And so I knew him, and he would go to our games. And I think he appreciated the way I played and how much the passion and, and the energy I tried to carry myself with. And and he just he, he thought me going to work for Coach Knight would be great for my career because he knew I wanted to coach. So it, 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 it's all true. So uh, and before we hit the here and now then, um, and I know this is a dicey question because we're on live radio and television right now. Do you remember the first interaction you had with Bob Knight when he first saw you, looked at you, and you were, you were just strolling around as a student manager? Do you, can you tell that story? Coach? I don't remember the first time I saw Coach Knight. I remember the first time I walked into Assembly Hall on the court, mm-hmm. and it, I still have goosebumps thinking about that moment, being a small-town Indiana kid in, in Indiana basketball. To me and in our family, in our area, was the that was the pinnacle. That was it. I mean, that was basketball. So uh, I just remember the first time I, I saw him just thinking how enormous and, and intimidating he was and is. And so, you know, I don't remember the, the, the first time, but I do remember that's what I was thinking the first time I saw him. Dusty May, Florida Atlantic University head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show after making the final four. First time this team's ever won a game in a tournament, this program, and they've won four in a row. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, uh, again, you, you, you think of a Conference USA team that's, you know, and I understand you're moving conferences, but, uh, you know, ninth seed, uh, you, you think, you know, maybe they've got one terrific player and a bunch of role players that are scrappy and pulling together, but your team is really deep and really talented and really tough and can absolutely win this thing. How does one build a program at Florida Atlantic? I know that's a large macro question, but walk me through how you've built this thing, Coach May. Well, in year one, uh, when I took the job five years ago, we ended up through that spring with 10 open scholarships. And I think we had seven official visits that weren't used already, and we had zero recruiting days to leave campus. Uh, we borrowed two days uh, from the, the, the following year. The NCAA let us borrow two days from the next season so I could go watch some local players. Mike Forrest, who's been with us for five years, was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. We ended up piecing together a really good team in year one uh, with, with the 10 signees and then three holdovers that we really liked and, and became close with. And so we had a good team and then had three starters go down with season-ending injuries at one point over the first two months after we started out maybe 9-3. We won at Illinois. We won at UCF the year uh, Taco Fall was there, and they, they almost beat Duke in the tournament. So we had a good team in year one, but because it was a few grad transfers and whatnot, we had to basically rebuild in year two after we had ended up with a solid year one because of the transfers. And then we have this, this group of, of four players that came in during the COVID year uh, Nick Boyd, Elijah Martin, John L. Davis, and Giancarlo Rosado, mm-hmm. and they're as close of a group as I've ever. I've ever. These guys are truly family. If you, if you said they're cousins or brothers by by blood, I would believe you. 
and they all work incredibly hard. They're all uh, extremely intelligent. Uh, so they brought all the, the winning intangibles to our group, and now those guys are the, the core, the, the foundation, the leaders of our team. So as they've gotten older and got better as players and improved, now because of their leadership and they're really good players, they've really taken over our locker room, and then all the other guys are, are, are just like them, where they're great people that, that can hold each other accountable, they're self-aware. So we just have a really nice winning mix. And, you know, uh, I, I read as well, Coach, uh, that – your team uh, emerged after the Sweet 16 victory to celebrate with family members in the stands at Madison Square Garden, and security members were saying that this is not allowable. It said, did that did that did that really happen after you guys won your Sweet 16 contest, Coach? It did, and and, and Rich, our circles are pretty tight. We yeah. this is all new to us, and and by nature, I'm very private. My my family, we keep to ourselves. We're yep. homebodies. We we appreciated the the anonymity of living in Boca, where <laughs> the NBA players, you see movie stars. I mean, you might see Oprah down the street. Who knows? <laughs> so we enjoyed that, and and now that's all gone. So that's been the only downside of this run. But yeah, our, our players wanted to go in the stands and celebrate with their friends and family, the ones that were here with us, right. uh, when when things weren't so uh, weren't, weren't so sunny. And then, of course, you know, uh, your anonymity is also gone as a real deal program here. Um, Is it true that your players are currently being recruited by other schools during your tournament run to say essentially what? You should come to us once you're done with this Cinderella story? Is that basically what's happening, Coach? Rich, that's not a story. That's the culture of our game right now. And and I'm not accusing any other schools, but there's there's – a lot of third parties. There's other people that have a lot to gain by getting kids to switch schools, mm-hmm. and it's it's no one's fault. It's it's part of the climate, and I'm not complaining about it. It was it was a question where, it, without a doubt, there's probably players on every single roster being at least uh, minimally recruited, and, and, and let's say you were all we all we're the Twitter generation. Our players are being subtweeted at all the time, as players are at, at every school. If a, if a player's at a big-time school and he's not playing, then people are putting out feelers to him. Well, it's different at our level where those feelers are sometimes made up numbers or made up this by third parties trying to get them into this portal and then orchestrate where they get next. So it, it, it's not something that, that's rare. It's not talked about. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. Uh, if it is what it is, and, and we love our guys, and, and it's our job to provide the best environment for them long term. And, and if they trust that and believe it, then they'll stay. If not, then we'll support them in what they do next. Well, I mean, one way to to show everybody, certainly within your own program, um, is to win this damn thing. Just go to Houston and win two more. Seriously, right? Why, mean, why not? I can't see any reason why we we shouldn't that that shouldn't be our our expectation. Right, and you're 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 going there, and I'm, one other thing too. I must uh, 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 assume, and I know what that might mean. Coach Dusty May, uh, Florida Atlantic, here on the Rich Eisen Show, is you know clearly a Final Four is a big stage, and there'll be a, a big run up to it. But cutting down nets in Madison Square Garden is what one would call a pinnacle. I mean, that is, and I know there's more to climb, but th- that might help uh, your kids not be phased about what's coming. I mean, you're, this is Madison Square Garden. You cut down a net in coach that's pretty yeah. amazing i can't imagine our guys being pleased by anything once once the ball's tipped they're they love to compete they, they love to play basketball and they really trust and believe in each other so it gives us a lot of confidence when we go into these environments that we don't have to be our best every night because 
it's not as if we have one leading scorer and we're relying on him to carry us. We have any one of about nine different guys that can lead us in scoring on any given night. And uh, last couple for you here, uh, Dusty May of Florida Atlantic here on the Rich Eisen Show. I did see uh, Coach Tang of Kansas State come into your locker room and give a message to your kids to say, uh, essentially, attaboy, keep going. Uh, do you know Coach Tang? Is it the first interaction you've had with him? Or were you surprised that he came in? What's your, your take on that, Coach? I, I wasn't surprised. I've seen that a lot. I've, I've seen Coach K do that to, to locker rooms before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had – we and it, uh, one of my mentors, Mike Davis, did that to our team earlier this year, and, mm-hmm. he, and it really – uh, he gave our guys confidence. He, we say he believed in us before we believed in us. He told our guys in, in November, uh, Mike Davis used to coach at Indiana to play for a national championship game. He's a coach at Detroit Mercy. We played them early in the season, and after after we played them, he came in the locker room and told our players he felt like we had a Final Four team, that he hadn't seen a group of guys play how we played in a long time, and we'll be one of about five true, true teams where no one cares about the credit, the spotlight, that they're just playing for all the right reasons. He felt like at that time we were probably one of five true teams in all of college basketball, and if we didn't change, if we didn't let outside voices and influences get in our locker room, then we'd have a chance to play in the Final Four. And our players are looking at me saying, Coach, who are you bringing in here to talk to us? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So we laugh now and say he saw it in this way before we saw it in us. Amazing. All right, Coach, uh, I appreciate the time. And last one for you before I let you hit the road. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know this is completely off the radar, but you were the one who, who mentioned it, and this has nothing to do with basketball. Oprah? She's, she's what, what was that? You said Oprah? You sometimes see Oprah around town? No, she has a house in Palm Beach County. We, we okay. obviously have slides that we, that we show to recruits where, where Michael Jordan and, and mm-hmm. Bill Gates and, and mm-hmm. Oprah, they all have a house in our county. Uh-huh. Uh, but yet you never know who you're going to bump into in, in, in Palm Beach County. Okay, so, I mean, you, oh, can we invite her to Houston? You want to put tickets out there? I mean, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That She's would be awesome. She would definitely get the, the, the red carpet if, if, she, if she wore an owl shirt. Or, or she could be, I don't know if you heard before we let you on, we have somebody uh, whose nickname of their bracket is called Crazed Owls who chose Florida Atlantic to win it all, could win our Rich Eisen Show tournament pool. Could be her. Could be her. Wow. You never know. So that's, that, that's a regular fan that picked us. That's what's, uh, that's, it could be that or it could be Oprah. Either way, I'm going to update you on that and you update me on your doings. How does that sound? Perfect. Thank thanks, you, Rich. Thanks for the time, Coach. Congrats on the run so far, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Definitely, I appreciate it. You got it. That's Dusty May. Head basketball coach, Florida Atlantic University. What a story. Wow. Mooch once told me he moved 18 times as a coach. That's why I, I hug Gail the most whenever I see the Mariucci's, his <laughs> wife. He's yeah, no joke. Because Mooch wasn't playing in the moving trucks and doing the packing. It was Gail who was And he those. looks young. You'd think, okay, they, they, his kids, I thought, were going to be eight, right. five, and two. 21. No. Like, grown children. What do you say, 21, 17? 17 in, in D.C. Yeah. I thought it was 21, 19, in, 17. Yeah, 21, yeah, 19, 17. Years, bang, bang, bang. And then the fact that he didn't think he could even be a college coach until he was told. Like, By the way, he's definitely, I don't like having a guest on having a terrific conversation and then accusing said guests once they hang up the phone of not being completely forthright. <laughs> There's no question he remembers the first interaction with Bob Knight and it had to be him, Bob, just giving this young student. He probably didn't want to besmirch him. This, this <laughs> young student manager an earful of oh, something. Yeah. The balls were or just, out or right just or... busting his stones. 
<laughs> had to have been. He had to be so intimidated. But I did read that. The doctor, the doctor, the doctor who was connected to the program, he mowed his lawn. Hmm? It's like I, he was the Judge Smales of, uh, it was the Danny Noonan. Noonan. Mowing the lawn of the Judge Smales of the Indiana basketball program. He got more than a quarter. Danny, right? this is Chuck Schick. Can you give him a quarter? <laughs> He'll be. Well, he's currently serving a fresca to the rest of the NCAA tournament. Ayo. Taking on San Diego State for the right to take on the winner of Miami and UConn. I I mean my bra I, I I'm not even looking at that bracket anymore. <laughs> not, not even our redo of the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> That's true. I I I literally I may have gone zero for eight. There's a good chance I didn't. I stopped looking after I went zero for four. Where this is change? I mean the tournament tournaments apparently, totally up for grabs. Apparently on ESPN there are 20 million entries. Yes, sir. 37 got this Final Four right. What? I'm surprised there's even that large a number. Right. 37 choosing Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, Miami, and UConn. And Come had, on. There were people picking, all right, what's the least likely matchups to happen? Because even, even if you're a Florida Atlantic fan, mm-hmm. you're not choosing San Diego State as your opponent. No. And even if you are a diehard Hurricane, what are you looking and saying? It's UConn? Or you're a diehard Husky, right? You're saying UConn, by the way, Dan Hurley's just terrific. Dan Hurley looks like half the people I grew up with. Okay. (laughs) And so he, even if you're a diehard Husky, you're saying, okay, Miami's going to get to its first ever Final Four. And on the way, they're going to beat Houston, they're going to beat Indiana, and they're going to beat Texas. They're going to beat one, two, and four, which is, again, only happened four previous times than this bracket. This term. To salute. One of those 37 people, the voice of the Rich Eisen show, Chaz, our open. Who are voices you serious? Are open. Hold on a second. Seton's wife. Hold. A, that's according to Paul Pabst. A second. Is it, did he tweet that out? He did tweet it out. One of the 37 who got this final four right. Do you have uh, Jay Felly, the, the Rich Eisen show? This is Rich Eisen show drop. This is yeah. one of the people, one of the 37. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's Chaz. Her. Well, we may have to get her on as a guest. <laughs> Are you serious? It's, a, it's fantastic. Paulie tweeted that out this morning. Wow. Wild. I feel like uh, this is like Kevin Bacon. I'm close to greatness. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and apparently Jim Beheim is winning their celebrity division. Ugh. I'm sure he's complaining <laughs> about guy, it. This guy. This guy. I'm sure he complained the whole time. You're getting, you're getting that way about Belichick. I don't like it. You're getting a, Answer a question. You're getting that way about Belichick. Belichick today. I mean, I said he should have retired. Was, when asked about basically what should Patriots fans be thinking about everything going on. He it, said the last 25 years. Right. That, that's what he should be. People should rely on that. Bill, we're looking at the future. Uh, you know what? I want to talk about this a yeah. little bit more. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the show. Uh, fun week we've got in store as well. Uh, don't go anywhere. We are back to wrap up this program on a very busy Monday in a moment. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. 
Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show in Los Angeles, California, Monster.com is there to help you win your job hunt. If you are looking for a gig, search no further than Monster.com. Make sure you upload your resume there today because once you do that, you you might not even know you're already being recruited because there are employers on this site as well because they know that Monster.com knows how to fit them up with you, and how to fit you with your best job fit. It works both ways. Millions of job openings, great coaching and career advice for you. They specialize in building the right team for employers. You can be recruited again once you post your resume because they can recruit you before they even post their jobs. When you get the position, when, Monster.com salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. It's all good in the hood of monster.com. Go there and win your job hunt today. Monster.com. You know who's on the clock for tomorrow, wherever he is right now. If 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 I'm there, I'm like, coach, I know you I know how to handle the media, but let's let's run through it. Let's run through it. Let's run through it. Matt LaFleur, wherever he is, oh. he's got a breakfast table waiting for him tomorrow. <laughs> coach, who's your quarterback? Coach. What if you don't trade him? Can he come back to your team? Are you fine with Aaron Rodgers coming back to your team? Coach, why do you think Jordan Love is ready? Coach, what happened where Rodgers doesn't maybe feel welcome there anymore? Coach, oh my goodness. I just asked you five. I just came up with five off the top of my head. Well done. Just text Albert real quick. Coach, when's it going to happen? So he can lurk? He's a lurker. Lurk and then ask. Lurk and Albert Breer. <laughs> Coach, when do you think it might happen? Coach, what if he's still there in training camp? Oh, my gosh. Coach, what do you know from Brian Gutekunst? What have you been Where told? is he? Where is he? Where is he in the hallways? Where's Goody? Don't the GM sit down, too? Oh, the GM picture got posted as well. Oh, really? They're all there. Do we have the coaching picture yet? Okay. Now, hold on a second before it's you put it up. It's glorious. This is my it's, favorite. Uh, look, I've been going. To, I, I haven't gone to owners meetings in a while. It's, but, you know, we, we used to do full-on NFL total accesses from there at NFL Network. And right now I'm seeing my colleagues, Anthony, uh, Andrew Siciliano and Judy Batista and Tom Pelissero sitting there in the beautiful Valley of the Sun. They're on the air live. Uh, sitting there in director's chairs. We used to have a huge set and everything. We used to have a whole big. And my favorite part of this is the annual coaches photos where all the coaches get together. And I'm, as you know, I'm, I'm always into who's standing where and who's yep. sitting where, oh, as you know, with wait. me and the NFL network promo shots, who's got, Shoulder on the other, who's standing in the front row, whose elbow's in front of somebody else's shoulder. Very keen to this sort of thing. And then, of course, which coaches aren't bothered to show up at all? 
Okay. I've been told 29 of the 32 coaches felt uh, yep. compelled to give the NFL and give everybody what they want, which is sitting down for the photo. And one year, Andy Reid sat there in the middle. I want to know who's sitting there in the middle of the front row. That was the name of our of our fantasy team that year because he was a man-spread centerpiece. Yeah. That was the name to, of our fantasy team. Do you want me to tell league. you who's not there or do you want to see the picture? I will guess that? Belichick didn't do it. No, Belichick's there. Fence, good for you, Bill. Not there. Nick Sirianni, Frank Reich. What's going on? And Mike Vrabel. Oh, could they all be at Anthony Richardson's pro day? Bingo. Seems likely. I don't know, could why, Vrabel Nick, I don't know and, why Sirianni would be there, but... I don't know. Or Sirianni, I don't know. He might have been doing something. But I don't anyway, know. Yeah. Those, okay. Those three. Not all there. right. Everybody else present. Tell me they put Bill in the middle. Just I mean, take a look. Let's take a look. Here we go. You know. It's Reed again. Look at that. And Bill. Right though, next right? to Bill. Yeah. Oh, so Reed is flanked by Ron Rivera to his right and Bill to his left. Yep. And Bill and Andy Reed showing off the legs. They're wearing shorts. They don't care. Sounds like a winner to me. <laughs> yeah, a, lot, a lot of rings. All right, hold on. Good. Keep this up there now. Hold on a minute. There's some so D'Amico Ryan's is top right all the way to the right, yeah. standing yeah. to the right. He's Doug on the Peterson. periphery there. Right look, at, Mike McCarthy. look at Mike McCarthy just sitting there. In a, <laughs> in a, in a, is that a sport coat that he's wearing? Yeah. Mike McCarthy is oh, like pretty. suited. Because right. it's business, bro. I like Dable. Okay. Look at Dable yeah. over there. Uh, Dable, put some sunscreen on, bro. <laughs> His head is so burnt. Where, where is he? I can't see. Top left. left. Top left. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me, it, that's not a bandana on his no, head? No, it's his head. sunburned. Hold on a second. Are you serious? It's really bad. Yeah, it's red. That's, he's not going to be able to sleep. Like... That is painful. I've had that happen before, obviously. I think we're about to zoom in. You forget to put the screen on? Come on. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. He is sunburnt. Yeah, th- oh, my God. And by the way, look two to your left. I know, McDaniels. <laughs> Josh McDaniels is giving. Who's, who's to McDaniels left? That's Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Smith, Smith to his Kyle. left. And Kyle Shanahan, he's giving both double shoulders. Double shoulders. <laughs> he's standing in front of him. So it's like a third row to the photograph, thanks to Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Arthur Smith standing there looking like, you know, but does Arthur Smith have a default look of like, I don't want to be here? Is that his default look? Pretty much. And this Kyle Shannon, by the way, the quarter zip, is that a quarter zip on Dayball? Dayball with the glasses right there, he honestly looks like he's Buford T. Justice pulling you over. What is with the, put on a lid, coach. Head is shining like a full moon. Thank you, Eric Dickerson. <laughs> Too much time at the pool, not enough sunscreen. All right, zoom out one more time. I want to see more, I want to oh, see more of this stuff. Uh, you know who's giving the shoulder? Sean Payton giving McVeigh the shoulder. Oh, boy, really? Yeah. Okay, where's that one? Right next Bo- to Ron Rivera. Yeah, bottom right. Bottom bottom, oh, wait a minute. And also, Matt LaFleur is giving him. LaFleur is giving. Come on, Sean. You got to lean forward. You got to ring. Yeah, buddy. Just like the guy to your left. All right. Who's that? And so that's McDermott all the way at the end. Yeah. McDermott looks like a high school history teacher. Okay. What do you got there? <laughs> McDaniel just looks happy to be there. McDan- <laughs> McDaniel's just, he's just living. He's just, we're all paying rent in his world. All right. I mean, he's looking Here's fresh Sala. By the way, Sala's lid is lighting up too. We sure this isn't just the photo the way no, it was taken? No, it's not. It's not. No, Salah's tan though. Well, Salah's got, is yeah, red. yeah. Dayball is Josh bad. McDaniel looks like he's, you know. He's been working out. 
And there's Belichick and Andy Reid right in the middle. Shorts. Damn near 500, <laughs> 500 wins next to each other. Well done. Just shorts. Good photo, everybody. I love breaking down this photo know, on Live really Rich Eisen show <laughs> every really year. This is such a pleasure. Why does this give me so much pleasure? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> It's the only time you're ever going to see this in one picture. Mike Tomlin can't smile. Can't be bothered. Ah. Mike looks like he's looking into By the, the sun. Like Tom, uh, Tomlin, Tomlin's like Belichick and Reed. Like, really? Again? We're doing this? Every year? Never. Never. Nah, I love it. Look at the glasses and the jacket. He looks sharp. Right next to Todd Bowles. Just like, what are we doing? And Again, I mean, there's Dan Campbell right there. That's totally on brand. And Arthur Smith, again. Uh, really? He's like Larry David. Eh, really? Gotta be Cause, here because he's worth more than everyone else. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he does want to be there because Arthur That's Smith right. does, does not have, have to be, be doing there. this. That's his default look. Yeah. Do I really need to be he's here like, because he doesn't have to yeah. ever? We assume. We assume. We assume. Well, I would hope. All right. <laughs> Thanks to Dusty May of Florida Atlantic and James Bradbury of the Eagles. We're having his former teammate Miles Sanders on tomorrow's program. And then also to Lewis Riddick. And then tomorrow it'll all be about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Whatever else Lamar is going to tweet out.